from The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson. The most racking pain succeeded, a grinding in the bones, deadly nausea, and a horror of the spirit that cannot be exceeded at the hour of birth or death. Then these agonies began swiftly to subside, and I came to myself as if out of a great sickness. There was something strange in my sensations, something indescribably sweet. I felt younger, lighter, happier in body. Within I was conscious of a heady recklessness, a current of disordered sensual images running like a mill-race in my fancy, a solution of the bonds of obligation, an unknown but innocent freedom of the soul. I knew myself, at the first breath of this new life, to be more wicked, tenfold more wicked, sold a slave to my original evil, and the thought, in that moment, braced and delighted me like wine. This is Gothic. All right, are we all recording? Yes. <laughs> I, I hope so. Hey there, Sojourners, and welcome to another episode of the Gothic Podcast. Bebop Group. Where we... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we've been working on something elsewhere. We have uh, been doing a little bonus, uh, bonus recordings of a Kids on Bikes episode, or series of episodes. And we're going to hopefully be able to offer those up as bonuses on our Patreon page. Mm, 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 we have one of those, you know. Yeah, we also have, like, what, a Twitter, right? Don't we have a Twitter? We twit, it's true. Or <laughs> um, we are twits, is that what it is? We... We have an Instagram, which actually gets uh, the most interaction from people. And, well, we have a Facebook page. Did we get a Tumblr also? Uh, yeah, we are We are also on Tumblr. And now uh, the Instagram and the Tumblr are the, uh, pretty much the same. Cool. But yeah, if you have a preference for any of those, then you can find us online in a number of different places. Or contact us by email at thegothicpodcast at gmail.com. Yay! We would love to hear from you. Or put a bunch of dice in an empty coconut and shake it into the night and we will appear. We will. We will hear it. <laughs> the dice is call. <laughs> Nathan's chickens will appear to you in the night. This is true. They will. They will stare at you through the window and watch your TV. <laughs> That is super creepy. Okay. <laughs> Chickens are creepy. It's like a little audience, like, you get your back to the wall. Yeah, and you're like, you turn around, look over the couch, and they're all, like, lined up along the back of the, the glass door. And they're all, like, just sitting there watching. <laughs> I think they're cute. Yeah. I think we've discovered the new big bad is, is uh, Nathan's chickens. Uh, yep, I'm changing the whole adventure now. <laughs> <laughs> My rooster's finally getting big enough. 
So Aww, I'm happy yeah. about, I'm having his, his name is Chick Apocalypse. The secret name of all chickens, <laughs> Lazarus Kane. <laughs> oh, God. They're all just little Lazarus Kane clones. <laughs> we never mentioned it in the entire podcast, but every time Lazarus Kane has been on screen, he's actually been a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I can see that actually now. <laughs> anyway. So we've been working on Kids on Bikes, and it is going to be the youthful versions of at least LJ and Dr. Grace, or Gracie, as she was known back in the day. Uh, Maybe occasionally with guest appearances by a young, what the hell's his name? (laughs) Jacob Candle. (laughs) Even though that would make no sense in canon. No, it would not. But you know why that's okay? Because the Kids on Bikes game is going to be canon adjacent. Oh, adjacent. Words. Words matter. Words do matter. Official material, but not quite canon. We're writing fan fiction of our own fiction that we've written. (laughs) That's what's happening. (laughs) Exactly. Just like so far, the only fan art we've had is from Sharon. Yeah. I need to get on that. The hat ghoul. I've been meaning to do more. Haven't got around to it. I think now I have to do Lazarus Kane as a chicken. Do it. <laughs> I'll take pictures. I got plenty of pictures of chickens outside for you. Yeah, take the creepiest chicken picture you can and send it to me. They're right back there. They're waiting for me to close the coop and do a head count. <laughs> Why is that so ominous? Like, closing the coop is a totally normal thing for them to wait for. And the way you said it, it's just like... <laughs> It's like they said they're waiting for me to die so they can eat me or something. Oh my god. Sojourners, we'll let you know more about the uh, Kids on Bikes project when we have it uh, a little further along. Uh, Meanwhile, we are going to be in the Contemporary Now this evening. So recently what happened there was that Jacob Candle's old partner showed up, turned out to be a doppelganger. Ron Krause. Or some sort of gooey mass that melted when killed. Shape-changing bastard. That's disgusting. Then two Jacob Candles showed up at uh, Dr. Grace Moreau's door uh, after a, well, rather rumbly fight. LJ um, slew the fake, we hope, uh, (laughs) Jacob Candle with a power claw that came out of Dr. Grace's prosthetic leg. So brutal. Surprising perhaps no one more than it surprised LJ. (laughs) So with that in mind, um, let us resume the adventures of Dr. Grace Moreau, LJ, and Jacob Candle on this week's episode of (gasps) The Gothic Podcast. (laughs) There is gore dripping down the stairs. Jacob... And LJ are both covered in splatters of goo from the doppelganger thing. And there's another one laying at uh, Jacob's feet, half dripping, I guess, out of a plastic bag that he has it in. What do you do, LJ? You are standing there, still holding the gory prosthetic leg that has the power claw sticking out of it. You're welcome, dude. You okay? I'm gonna take my sleeve and you know, hold it up to the, the wounds in my head from its teeth gnawing on my skull. I'm gonna try to stem the bleeding. Yeah, I'm, I'm much better now, thank you. Alright, Gracie, 
What just happened with your leg? Well, you know that Haven and I did some urban exploration on our podcast that we uh, hosted, which is unfortunately long dormant. But, um, you know, it came in handy for things like surreptitiously clipping fences. And you you got to clean the, the joint of it before it's it's dripping down the... the we've got some okay. cleaning supplies under the sink. Now to my last question. What the hell is that thing? Uh, yeah... Keeper, I wanted to use a move of mine, which I don't think I've ever used. It's called You Look Familiar. Once per hunt, you may ask the Keeper whether you recognize a bit of your old handiwork or something you ran across in your studies. Thinking like, Jacob approached me about the doppelgangers a long time ago. Could I have uh, found anything about them that might be clicking now that I'm encountering them myself? Okay, well, you know what I'm going to say. Roll it. (laughs) Oh, yeah! It's plus sharp. I shouldn't say, oh, yeah. That's a success sound. Oh, no. That's not a success sound. Oh, what? Yeah. No, no, it's a six. Sorry, guys. So, on a miss, the keeper holds two against you to be used against future rolls. Okay. All right. I just won't do anything for the rest of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm kind of tired of calling myself crazy, so maybe we should take some pictures before something happens to these bodies. They are um, melting away or, or dripping down into the cracks and oozing off fairly quickly. Let's, maybe we should burn them too? I don't like the thought of them getting away. I think the pictures are a good idea. At the same time, from downstairs you hear something and you hear a woman's voice call up. Your landlord, in fact, uh, Dr. Grace, who, said, who yells from the, obviously from the theater. She hasn't come around the corner yet, but she yells up. Everything okay up there? Uh, yes, everything's fine. I've just dropped a bag of garbage, and um, it's it's uh, incredibly smelly. Uh, I've got some cleaning supplies up here. I'll I'll have it cleaned up in a jiff. Manipulate someone. That's great. That's wonderful. That's okay. It's <laughs> a five minus one <laughs> for. <laughs> There's no amount of helping you on that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Yeah, Joyce, I just dropped a, I had a, a garbage butt bag split. It's, um, it's all, it's just, you know, when you get the banana peels in there and they're just so nasty. I thought I heard gunfire. Oh, I forgot about the gunfire. Um. And she comes around the corner and starts up the stairs. I just heard something fall over in the next building. Put the leg behind my back. <laughs> oh no. Like, oh man, we're going to get busted. Oh shoot. She comes up the rest of the way and looks at the body, which is not completely dissolved yet, but is also kind of not quite real looking. It looks kind of like a gummy body. Can I turn the lights on the stairs off so it's not as obvious (laughs) real quick as she's approaching? Act under pressure. Uh, Okay. All right, Dice. This is chance number three. I will switch you if you fail me again. Okay. All right. Okay. Act under pressure is a plus cool. It's an 11. You get the uh, lights off right before she gets up there. And and she's looking at the body because you can can still see it. This is daytime. There's light coming in from windows in your room, as well as the light coming in from the door down at the bottom of the stairs. But it's much shadow and not quite as clear what things are, including the prosthetic leg with the power claw that uh, LJ is holding behind his back. Let me see how many times that I can say prosthetic leg with power claw this particular episode. <laughs> right. So does she see me, uh, me and LJ? 
Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to tip my hat to her. Good evening, ma'am. Hi, ma'am. Oh, uh, hi. I, I didn't realize, um, um, Doctor, that you had uh, guests. I'm so sorry. I... Yes, I, I would have introduced them. I just wanted to um, to get this bag of garbage taken out first. Uh, this is... Uh, is that a body? That sure looks like one, doesn't it? I'm going to reach my hand down into it and kind of goop it. I was like, no, I think this it, is a... It, it really fell into the, into the strangest shape, didn't it? That those those uh you know uh, coffee grounds really uh just make the the, the darndest patterns. I'm gonna attempt a manipulation move. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna be like, okay, guys, let's just fess up. And but, do you want me to roll or just go on my rant now? Well, I want you to go on your rant, and then okay. I want you to roll. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> let's just fess up and tell her what's really going on. Here's what happened. Uh, Miss Joyce, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, my, I'm, I'm Joyce, Joyce, yes. This is uh-huh. my longtime friend, LJ. Hi, uh, it's nice to meet you. Um, Gracie's an old friend from, like, back in, like, preschool and everything. We've known each other forever. But here's what happened. I really wanted, like, a life-size replica of me, and I was trying to find, like, a lightweight thing just to really trip people out. And Gracie was trying to help me by building this, like, polyfoam something urethane blah 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 that was really light. But it started to destabilize. If you know anything about science, that's not good. And it just kind of melted here. We were trying to get it out so we could transport it. And we're sorry about the mess, and we will clean it up, ma'am. We'll manipulate someone. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that's an 8 plus my 3. That's an 11. Oh, well, I mean, I... I mean, I'm in the theater. This I, that makes perfect sense to me. I, I don't know. I mean, you didn't need to make up a story, Doctor. I, I understand completely. I mean, we we actually have uh, uh, molds for that sort of thing in well, the uh, in the back. I could have I could have helped out. I just you know it was a it was kind of an experimental. I was using some of that um, that stuff from the '90s that would like pu- it was like silly putty, but it would poof up, and I wanted to see if I could stabilize that somehow. And I really didn't want it to stain any of your molds because it's been staining our clothing. And I like wipe my hand off on LJ's shirt. It just doesn't come out, ma'am. A smack at his hand. It's it's just. But uh, thanks for the offer. Maybe on our next um, on our next model, we can uh, attempt to use some of these some of your expert. Uh, well, well, of course, of course. Um, uh, what about the uh, what about the gunshot? Was oh, I thought I heard something fall over. Is that what that sounded like? Well, no, because there was like the chemical reaction when it first went into the mold. There was oh, that's a big, what loud you're thinking pop. of. Yes. Oh, strange. Uh, now, none of the chemicals you're working with are um, are too volatile, are they? Oh, not at all. They would never damage the fabric of the building. Uh, they have, however, unfortunately, you can see stained our clothing, and um, we're going to probably have some some uh, uh, filthy fingernails for a while, if you know <laughs> what I mean. But <laughs> you know, paint. Uh, oh well. All right. Well, um, I've got to get back to um, cleaning the the theater. We're we're about to have a show uh, <laughs> coming up this weekend, um, and of course you're you're invited. It's, oh, uh, uh, we're we're going to do Hamilton. Oh, fabulous! Um, uh, but a very a very toned down Hamilton. Um, only only three actors <laughs> and no music. <laughs> <laughs> How very ambitious of you, ma'am. 
I know. We think it's very... That sounds very beatnik of you, Joyce. That is, like, so cool. Uh, we're, we're trying to be a very uh, progressive theater here in Macon. Uh, anyway, I've got to get back to that. Um, but, Dr. Grace, I, please be careful. Absolutely. Thank you for your concern. LJ, it was lovely to meet you and nice your... Nice to meet you, too, Joyce. Uh, partner? Yes. His partner. Mm. Jacob. Yeah. This is Jacob. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna shake her hand with my <laughs> hand that has the goop on it. <laughs> she doesn't take it. Uh, I'm sorry. I was, I was working with some greasy material downstairs. I, I don't want to get grease on you, and, um, and she sort of backs down the stairs. Want to awkwardly take a couple steps forward, you know, just encouraging her to progress on her way. Uh, during that time when he's ushering Joyce down the stairs, I turned to Gracie and like with big wide eyes and just like big, huge WTF. <laughs> um, I want to wheel back to my bed, which I don't think is super far and just like slump directly onto it with my forehead, just like pfft, right on the bed, <laughs> just like, uh... you have like a dustpan or something we can like scoop this gunk into before it I, goes I away? I point at my little kitchenette that has cleaning supplies under the sink. You'll find a mop and a swiffer. Hey, hey, LJ, why don't you go do that? I'm going to make sure it doesn't run off or anything. I'm not convinced that this stuff isn't exactly dead. Why don't we just use a shop vac, man? Because I'm worried if I take my eyes off it, it's going to go away. You know, I actually have a shop vac. That would keep it um, contained rather nicely, I would expect. Yeah, it's also like nightmare fuel, but sure, I don't live here. So you shop vac up the... Uh... The remnants of the uh, two creatures. Okay, here's my thing. How much time is this going to take, and how much can we, like, how important is it? Do we need to just, like, do a temporary, like, cleanup and and take care of it later? Because Haven's still missing. Yes, I understand that, LJ, but I don't think she'll be in any more danger because we skimped on cleaning up whatever goo this thing is made there of. There is monsters in the hallway. Their corpses are melting through this poor woman's floor. We should have probably told that woman that she has monsters. We definitely should not have told her. But here's my thing, you guys. What's that? Yells Joyce up the stairs. Nothing. <laughs> We're rehearsing a scene. I take a bad photo of this stuff. Jacob doesn't understand cell phones. What are you doing, LJ? While I'm trying to, like, help clean up everything, I'm still like, but Haven's still out there, and I don't care. I've seen some crazy shit as it is. Hell, I went to the fucking 1950s! It, it's definitely still kind of resonating with LJ, and he's just like, what is going on? And, I mean, of course, back to the past, crawling out of graves, seeing people floating... Etc. Etc. <laughs> red eyes, and it all has to do with this place. Hey, Mr. Keeper, just for my own personal knowledge, uh, can I examine these two gooey corpses? Was this the same kind of material that I ran into in that interrogation room when my hand went through old boy's chest? All this stuff is being shot backed up, but uh, sure, you can you can uh, investigate a mystery. Um, that's uh, eleven. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's gonna... I guess we, what sort of creature is it? I guess that's the best thing. I mean, you hit it enough. The feel... Well, that's actually not quite accurate. Y- you feeling it now, when you dipped your hand into mm-hmm. it when it was dead, it felt pretty solid when you were fighting it. But when you dipped your hand into it there just a moment ago, 
That felt very similar to when you burst through the chest of the deputy this morning. All right, so it looks like these things have been these things have been here for a while. Oh yeah, I need to regale that tale to y'all because I checked out their the vehicle that they came in, and apparently they arrived here before I arrived here. What? Yep, there's two of there was two of them. I'm guessing this is the two. Uh, there could be more, I suppose, but no, I have evidence to believe that they they showed up prior to this and were drawn to the town. Now wait, think back, dude. Is there only two, or is there more? That's pertinent information. I think the evidence was there was at least there was more than one, but I believe it was two. I don't. I, a lot has happened since I looked inside that vehicle. Jacob, is it still there? Yeah, I didn't like torture it or anything. Well, we can go and. Sp- inspect it again i was having a very bad moment but tell you what i'm i'm feeling pretty good i'm feeling like myself in the middle of this i i am not crazy at least not completely crazy that's good jacob i'm happy for you i might be going crazy because i'm sorry but melty people is one thing that is not cool especially when they look like you dude yes that's rather worrying the other one turned into my old dead partner you know tried to go i don't know eat my face and didn't you say there was something funky with the sheriff, too? So that's at least three now. Well, it could have been one of these. This is true. Of course, it felt like this one that was dead, so that one could have died, too. I don't know. There's no telling how many there might be here. Are you saying these ones could be some one of the ones that comes back as somebody else? I'd take the safety off my gun. I mean, dear Joyce downstairs could be one. I think if she was one, she would have uh, joined in on the uh, assault on the stairs. Um, we should... The carnage? Well, I'll tell you, they're intelligent. They're damn intelligent. This is true. Despite that paranoia on Jacob's part, Dr. Grace, uh, he sounds different to you <laughs> than normal. He holds himself differently than he normally does. He seems, dare I say it, competent. (laughs) (laughs) Validation, my friend. Validation. I I have been vindicated. Can I grab the shop vac and be like... It sloshes. We should attempt to uh, contain these. Um, Jacob, Mm -hmm. you don't happen to have such thing as a roll of duct tape, do you? Oh, I got duct tape. It's what holds the truck together. Would you be so kind as to fetch me one? And I'm going to put the shop back in like a big, like, you know, storage, one of those big plastic storage bins. One of those ones that you can like kind of see through, but not really. And like duct tape the shit out of it. Uh, you do have another hold on the investigative mystery. Don't forget, you can use it at any point. Oh my God. I still have bonuses coming forward. I don't. I have the opposite. <laughs> you people keep notes? <laughs> Because, yeah, one of the last moves I used was what could go wrong, and it gave me a whole two for either inflict harm, reduce someone's harm, or take plus two, act forward, under act under pressure. Well, I guess that's not really useful at this point. You know what? I do have another question um, that I could ask of it. And I guess, really, what I need to know is, is it really dead? So what can it do? Can it? Is it going to congeal itself back together all horrible? style or are we say or is this a coffin for it or? you guys have to spend about an hour I'm, I'm i'm taking a break my head was just a man jaw so yeah absolutely i have a small shower over there in the nook if you'd like to uh clean yourself it takes about an hour to get the remains of the presumed doppelgangers sucked up into the shop vac and then the shop vac put into a uh, opaque sided lug and that sealed and then wrapped with 
duct tape. You do indeed, Dr. Grace, wrap the shit out of it. (laughs) But you don't wrap it so much that you can't see inside. Yeah, that's the goal. And so it is as... Uh, Jacob is getting out of the shower, horrifyingly wearing only a too small towel. Jacob, that's a hand towel. (laughs) Oops. That you see movement inside the lug, and you're not anywhere near it at the moment. It is over kind of near the door, but you're doing some other cleanup and uh, maybe trying to reset your prosthetic leg. It's got all in the joint. Uh, you see it, Dr. Grace, but Jacob, you see it first. Where's the gun? LJ, we have movement. I'm going to Oh. take the, I guess, put the claw in my lap and roll over to it. How close am I? You're all in the room. LJ, would you grab that Would you grab that floor lamp and, and pull it as close as uh, the cord will allow, please? Yeah, I want to jump onto the lid and hold it. <laughs> I would like some light. There's a great sploosh sound, kind of muffled because it's inside of the plastic container. And then all of the liquid that was inside of the uh, shop vac is now outside of the shop vac, but seemingly contained by the by the tote. So in answer to the question, what can it do? It apparently can live through what you just put it through, but it can't get out of a sealed container. We had two of them originally. How much goo is it that do we save inside this container? Interestingly, the mass doesn't seem right, you know, for two bodies. It, But it doesn't seem right for one either. It's what would fit inside of this lug, which is reasonably large. You could maybe, I guess, fold up close to a body inside of it. But there's also the shop vac in there, too. Well, I mean, this only makes sense, though, because we saw this thing change shape. And uh, a change in shape necessitated, ne- necessitated a change in mass also, so it makes sense to me that they would be able to um, change their mass, although I don't understand how it, quite how it happens yet. I need to take some notes. But what if they don't? And this is like some really big guy, and the other pieces that we miss are like some like puppy dog or something. I want to ramble through her, her little laboratory, find a permanent black marker. I'm going to draw a dot in the middle of my hand. I'm going to tell LJ and the good doctor to do the same. Put the dot on your hand. And that way, if we get separated and we come back, I don't shoot you. I suggest we put it somewhere which is not immediately visible um, by just observation, like on your collarbone. Let's do it on the collarbone. Otherwise, I'm going to answer, I'm going to like retort. Your, your hello with my gun. But I've already got marker on my ass, man. You wanted me to follow my collar? LJ, I know you've always wanted a butt tattoo, but let's use collarbone for this one. There you go, fine. Does it look like there's only one in there? Or is there two separate beings? Or are they just congealed together? Are they separate? You were only able to suck up an amount equal to what the shop vac could hold. <laughs> oh yeah, so did you say the rest was like seeping down through the stairs like acid or through the cracks? It went through the cracks and kind of dripped down the stairs a little bit too. Let's get downstairs. Joyce is not safe. Nobody who comes in this damn town is safe. It's a place, yes. It's not a safe place. Let's get downstairs and see if we can find any traces. I'm going to reassemble my prosthetic and put it back in on. the meantime what about this and i as i motion to the box with the undulating fluid inside of LJ, it you can carry that uh, right why don't you uh take it with us we'll put it put it in my van once again i say what the i would rather not take my eye off it i don't know about you all yeah no, no it needs to die <laughs> you hear that goo i'm gonna find a way to kill you it seems more agitated <laughs> i'm gonna burn you 
Oh, it seems really agitated. <laughs> I thought so. Is there like a boiler room down under the... A what? A boiler room down under the theater. One way to find out. And it's not by sitting in this room. Well, let's drag the thing down the stairs to start with and then locate like a furniture moving dolly and uh, wheel it around on one of those. Do you have any spare wheelchairs that we could? Well, we could use this one. It's uh, it's very light and versatile. Do you want to use your crazy claw leg instead? Well, then I then I would have to use the wheelchair or hop. While they're deciding this, I'm going to go up to the door and casually creep it open and have a peek outside. Just just for my own safety, you know, curious. I'm not going outside. just want to look outside. There's nothing out there waiting for us, like a town full of people who are obviously staring back at us with blank faces or anything like that, right? I can neither confirm <laughs> nor deny. God damn it. We're not safe. We need to move. Grace. Yes. Does this theater have a boiler room? I'm certain it does. All buildings with heated water do. Well, from my experience, no matter what it is... Burn the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Look at it wiggle. It doesn't like that. <laughs> We're going to the boiler room, you bitch. Yeah, it goes a little wacky. Starts rocking. I would like to do a quick experiment. I want to lean down and say to it, you are the most beautiful slime and I want to put a flower flower crown on your head and I love you so much. Um, Let's go now. Nothing happens. All right, you get one in, LJ. I'll get the other. Let's go. All right, it didn't respond to that. Let's go. As you're going down the stairs, you get down to the bottom and uh, Joyce comes out of the theater portion uh, just then and says, uh, what are you doing? Oh, getting rid of that uh, that gunk? Why, yes, ma'am. We're taking it out. It's, in, it's uh, developed an incredibly nasty smell and so we've uh, taped it up so as to not stink up the entire place. Yeah. Oh, well, I can take care of that for you if you want. Oh, we've Oh. We've got it. Thank you so much though. No, Joyce. Honestly, we just need to take it down to the boiler room, throw it in the furnace and just let it cook off. It'll be fine. Oh, well, if it if it smells, then that's not going to be a very good place to do it. Uh, it'll just make the whole place smell like whatever the like goo or whatever. No, it won't because it goes right out the chimney stack. Let me run it down to the dump, and I'll just I'll dispose of it there. Well, how far is the dump? Oh, I would I would. This might be slightly toxic. Tell you what, maybe you could lead us somewhere that would be safe to dispose. You know, of it. I was going to say, uh, Joyce, you're very busy. Why don't you just give me directions, um, to the dump, and I'll drive it da- down there. I'd love for you to come with us, ma'am. I mean, you've got Hamilton to put on. This is true. While LJ is like, you know, kind of doing this says i want to light up a cigarette dangerously close to joyce oh no smoking in here i stumble forwards with my flame as i light it up well she jerks back oh oh oh, i'm terribly sorry you know like anyone would (laughs) she looks at jacob as like she's kind of scared and she says um yeah so just go out highway 70 uh, take it west and go to Intrepid Road. There'll be some signs and the landfill's right there. It's only about 10 minutes out. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, and they do deal with hazardous materials. Oh, that's excellent. And Jacob, we'll get you an orange juice on the way out. I know your blood sugar is a little low and we need to make sure you're not swaying so much. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Let's go. She gives uh, LJ one of those small town looks like, if you can't control your wife slash husband, then. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of give the nod and be like, yes, I know. And I'm sorry. Thank you for dealing with us. She she nods and turns back and goes back into the um, uh, main theater portion. Excellent. 
There's a good chance these people are going to die here. I know, I saw it. We should, um, Everyone here is in danger. I'm aware of that. I don't actually intend to drive out of town. Well, I mean, you might come back and Joyce might be in the basement somewhere. No, I'm aware. I'm, I don't actually intend to drive out of town. We should, well... Create a bonfire, man. Hey, I've got a car that needs burning. Hmm. That's an interesting proposition. Uh, Jacob, do you know how to burn a car in such a way that no one will be able to trace it to you? Well, we call it a Molotov cocktail, but yes. Hmm. Maybe there's a certain rubber-made container that is uh, so tragically inside the car. Hmm. Let's get. Let's move. Yeah. Let's move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point me in whatever direction, but I still want to know what these MFs are doing connected to my beautiful haven, man. As do I. Do they have anything to do with the house? I think they. I think they. They do. Or is this your past, Jacob? They were here before me, so let's call it Providence. No, this is true. Um, do do, do they seem to be targeting Jacob? They they approached you in the guise of your partner, and then they approached us in the guise of you. They approached me in the guise of a cop. Which indicate that's true, and then your partner specifically, which means they know about your past, and they know that we're working together. And as a side note, as my history with you, I'm a bit suspicious of them, maybe due to their unnatural powers. But yeah, you got something about you. I saw you go crazy in that biker bar. You messed up so many bikes. But I'm not crazy. I was never crazy. I only thought I was crazy. It works in your head. Come on, let's go. That doesn't change the suspicion, man. Why are they after you? Well, here, let's, um, uh, didn't I take a, a, a piece of paper from that car? It was receipts. That's what it was. That made it seem like there was more than one person. It didn't say how many, though. Uh, multiple receipts all showing two different purchases at each, like, fast food place. Or two sets of purchases. You know, a burger and fries and soda at each place, but two sets of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, we're walking around with one and a half, and there's still a half out there. No, we need to either dispose of this one or, or find a safer facility for it to be in, um, and then come back and track down the uh, remnants of what came before. What about the house? What does this have to connect to Haven? We need to neutralize this threat before it can move on. Either it will continue to follow us, or it will victimize innocent people. And we can't allow either one of those things to be. Fine. Let's do it. Let's burn it. Let's salt it. Let's... We could go to the... Take this thing to the boiler room anyway. Throw it in the boiler room. Joyce came down there. She's one of them. And she attacks us. Then we throw her in the boiler. Hmm. Otherwise, hmm. we just get in trouble. You cannot stay here. This place is not safe. Joyce is busy dealing with Hamilton. Jacob, one moment. One moment. Do you have any past experience to suggest that fire will indeed put a final ends to these things. You do have Know Your Enemy. I would guess that you have done some research uh, on these things. I think you said you have uh, even in the past. Uh, so with your Know Your Enemy, there's not a role associated with that, right? That gives you a bonus when you're dealing with them. It gives, it gives me a plus one ongoing while you are knowingly investigating, pursuing, or fighting the type of monster that caused your loss. You asked what it could do. You haven't asked what can hurt it yet. So if you want to roll and investigate a mystery and go ahead and use that bonus. Total of 10. All right. So what can hurt it? Everything that you have seen, everything you've heard indicates to you that although you can beat it down, they just seem to come back. Fire seems to be the thing that will cause it to be dis 
incorporated enough to end it. It needs to be like evaporation levels to be finally eradicated. Uh, that is something you have suspected, but that is just, and, and that has been written about in some of the um, lore that you have read, but it was confirmed for you when the creature reacted the way it did to your words up in the room above. I would like to use my other hope. Now, putting all of this together, the car coming in here, uh, them attacking me, them impersonating me, uh, and, and getting all this going on, I want to ask the question, what was it going to do? What was its goal? That is such a good question. What, why impersonate me? Why? They don't, it doesn't care about those two. Jacob thinks for a moment. His eyes widen a little bit, and he goes, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And he runs out the door. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. I go. I'll be back. You rush back to the car that you'd searched, that they'd come in, and you more or less dive into the back of the station wagon because you saw something back there and you just saw a corner of it and it wasn't as interesting to you then as the receipts in the front seats were. But you saw it out of the corner of your eye and it, it just now clicked with your investigator's mind. and. You dig through the pile of old clothes and papers and such that are back there. You come up with two manila folders, and you gather those up, and you hurry back to the theater, and you shove those out uh, to LJ and Dr. Grace. I take one and open it and start rummaging through. You guys uh, recognize this envelope, as does Jacob. It's the same envelope that... Detective Beeler gave to Jacob earlier in the day, and they contain the same things. Three invitations to the house. Are there two of the same envelopes and two sets of invitations? Or is it the exact? Mm -hmm. Oh. So they wanted to get into the house and impersonate us? They wanted us to get to the house. They wanted to target the real us, not to impersonate us at the house. Because then why give us the invitations? They wanted us ourselves. So they are connected to the house. MFs. Dr. Grace, you also remember out about that moment that um, the one that came to the door that looked like Jacob had started to say something. And you rack your brain for what it was. And what it started to say was something along the lines of, we're here for the same reason. Yes, I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, the one that was impersonating you at the top of the stairs, it told me something. It said, we are here for the same reason. Wait, wait, wait. So they're on our side? They're going after the house? I hope not. I I don't want to be the on the same side as these. No offense, goo. I don't want to be on the same side as these. <laughs> they're sloshing from the goo inside of the lug. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Stop, everybody. Hold on. The house. Agitated sloshing. Get out of the front hall of the theater. Let's get to my van. We'll do this in private. Between uh, LJ and um, Jacob, you guys uh, carry the lug out to the van and uh, toss it in the back and climb in after it. Uh, Dr. Grace, you also uh, clamber up in. I assume you are wearing your prosthetic leg uh, again. Yes, and I've taken the folding wheelchair and hung it back up in its place inside the uh, inside the van. And so the scene that we see here is Jacob jumping up into the back of the van after the uh, lug, Dr. Grace going in from the side, um, and LJ leaning out, looking both ways, and then closing the, the door. And then we go into the van. What would you like to do? I would like to investigate the motherfucker out of this mystery. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what are you doing? I'm keeping a lookout. <laughs> Making sure the windows are rolled up and all the doors are locked. For some reason, Jacob, you've got an ordeal with these things, but they know what's going on in the house. Do I notice anything? A little bit of sloshing. See? See? Every time I say that specific thing, they freak out. All right, so you're, you're missing one key important detail when they turn into my partner and try to horrifically eat me in the back of my own pickup truck. That's what indicates to me that they're not actually... Are they just trying to warn you about what's going on? I don't think a warning comes with being eaten. It was a nice, pleasant conversation. I thought I was hallucinating at first, and then it went all Lovecrafty, and then I was, you know, it was just... I was... That's a wonderful reference, Jacob. You're doing so well. I'm really proud of you today. So, we need to establish a method of communication, and I turn and slap the plastic thing. Well, what do you have, Gracie? I don't know. Slosh once for yes and two for no. How can we communicate with this thing, Gracie? Give me a can of hairspray and a lighter, and we'll talk to it. The thing is, I don't want to open the lid. I don't want to open the lid. I don't want want it to give anything it can touch or anything like that. Does it emit electrical impulses? Can I, like, get it to type on a tablet through the box? What you're saying, Dr. Grace, is that you would like to set up some sort of weird uh, mad scientist machinery to convert the electrical impulses of the creature inside of the lug into words. I assume it emits electrical impulses. I have all kinds of equipment for detecting everything from EMFs to... Uh, you don't need to hear that. Anyway... Yes, I would like to rig one of those. You begin rigging something up. From somewhere, you pull out, apparently, a an old royal typewriter. Hell yeah, and, I do. And uh, plug some things into that. Uh, because your weird science is based on magic, mm-hmm. uh, you have to add in some magical aspects to this. So what are you going to do there? Well, most spells require catalysts. This is a very liquid thing, so I'm going to go for, like, pond water. Um that's been distilled by moonlight or whatever. <laughs> you, I believe we've established that you actually have Yeah, that. I think I do in my doctor bag. <laughs> and so you fill us the, these tubes with that, with this substance mm-hmm. that um, you also add some things to it. It becomes kind of a phosphorescent green and you uh, suction clip these onto the side of, of the lug, and then you connect all of that to this apparatus that you have with the typewriter. I've got sensors on it, and it's cool. It's cool looking. And then you put a piece of paper into the typewriter, and then you hesitate for a moment, and then you flick the on switch, and you roll Weird Science. Weird Science is a plus weird. The actual text of weird science is uh, when making a use magic roll uh, move, you replace normal spell components. I'm just going to roll weird because I seem it seems like that's what we're doing. Right. So uh, for weird science, you essentially roll use magic. Oh, okay. I feel you. I get you. I get you. And you get an effect as uh, if you had done uh, magic. Cool. It's a 11. Nice. And one of those effects is... I'm looking for use magic effects. Yes, you are. Communicate with something that you do not share language with. You were looking at this this whole time, weren't you? <laughs> 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 yeah, communicate with something that you do not share language with. 
and you got an 11, so it works uh, without any glitches or anything. Ha Hey, Patrick, you are a fan of the players. Yay! Oh, great. Don't believe it. The van blows up. <laughs> I still I still have some hard moves left. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speak. Say something about the house. Indicate that you can understand us. The there's nothing for a moment. Just the lights glowing, uh, the phosphorescent green, all of your faces kind of illuminated by that here in the back of the van. And then tap 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 tap. The uh, typewriter types out yes. We need to establish a, b- a baseline of communication. Uh, what color is the sky? Cloudy. Yes, for the purpose of the theoretical conversation. Gray? Question mark. <laughs> Sarcasm. I love this thing already. Do you know where you are? Jacob. Whoa. The typewriter says. Whoa. Um, Jacob is not a place. Do you know where you are? Jacob. Oh, we're gonna get into the fire. Peace. We'll go together. Calm down. Calm down. Do you mean you wish? And then, uh, then it scrolls up and it says, killed us. Uh, I mean, unsuccessfully, you're here speaking to us. What am I saying? Used a Ouija board. Do you, mean, do you mean that you wish to speak to Jacob or that you have something to say to him? There's a great deal of typing. And what results is a, an image made out of letters and, and numbers. And it's just a hand flipping off Jacob. <laughs> Now I'll have you know that it wasn't Jacob who killed you that last time. That was LJ using my weapon. How do you feel about that? It rolls that? the uh, typewriter paper back down and then rolls it back out. <laughs> as if to repeat the <laughs> admonition. I, I love this thing. This thing is my new favorite character. <laughs> so they hate Jacob and they hate me. I'm going to give it a new, a new piece of paper. What do you want with a house? That's a good question. What do you want with a house? Thank you. Trapped. Trapped? Do you indicate that you are trapped by the house? Enslaved, Ooh. it types. Summoned, it says. Forced, it says. By who? The paper scrolls up and out. I, I scramble to put a new one in there. Okay. Uh, there is rapid typing. Type, 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 all the way down the page. And then that piece of paper scrolls out, and it almost went faster than you could. And it's darkish in here, so it was, you know, not easy to see. Uh, but you lift the paper up, and it's two words repeated over and over and over again. Lazarus Kane. I oh, knew shit. it! <laughs> the chicken it's man! The house. Lazarus Kane was a doctor in the house, guys. You mentioned him to us from your sojourn in the 50s. Right? My acid trip? Whatever. How, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How many of you has he summoned? How about why? That'll, that'll be next, but I want to know how many there are. All of us. I appreciate your sarcasm, but I need a numerical figure. When Jacob had uh, originally dealt with it, uh, it was an entire police station. Almost all, everybody, almost every cop that was in, in there, including people outside uh, that were interacting. It was a slow, it was a slow process. Okay, here's my question to you, though. Was this beyond your police station? Was it into the government, the mayor of the it town? It was the community. The state, the... How conspiracy theory are it you? Was, it, was, it was well integrated in the town, is what it sounds like, right? Yeah, it, it was like a disease. Jacob only picked up at the very end of it that he realized that, oh, God, 
Ron's not loopy. This is really going on. But he never got a confirmed number. Of course, there was no way to tell, really. I mean, there was like those little, they acted slightly weird. But it could have been, it could have been 30. It could have been 200, you know. Jesus Christ. Um, and who knows if they weren't impersonating each other. Did you think it was in the thousands because of the spread? Jacob's been extremely paranoid this entire time. And everybody from the McDonald's guy to, you know, the, the, the homeless dude walking on the street has been a doppelganger to a possible doppelganger to to this point. <laughs> So Jacob says that 30 to 30 to 200. I don't know. Maybe. Um, Who knows? No, no clue. And the, uh, the typewriter starts clicking all of us. It says again, but then it says only us left. Oh, perfect. Sacrificed, used, controlled. This is my chance. I'll wipe them all out. One, one go. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Has, has Lazarus Kane summoned you before, before this time period? I mean, no. Has someone else? No. What was the name of your town, Jacob? It was, it was San Antonio. Do you... Or the outskirts <laughs> oh, of San Antonio. Oh, your, your small it town. It was the outskirts of San Antonio. It was the outskirts of San Antonio. Okay, uh, <clears throat> I'll ask it then. Do you, Does it know what happened to Jacob's police station in San Antonio? Yes. Oh, the rage. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Is Houston one of the points on the triangle? Or, sorry, not Houston. That's a great question. Seconded. So, Dr. Grace, you pull out that uh, page from your notebooks and, and look at it, and it's not a location of the house, but if you were to draw a, a circle around each of the points uh, where those other locations are, it would be on that circle. How long ago did this start? I'm going to ask the bin. How long ago did their summoning begin? Tap, 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 tap. Year ago. That's not, Jacob, that's not long enough to have affected your town, right? We need to ask, where is our friend? Good question. Was a question mark, says the typewriter. Do you know the location of Haven Harrow? Who? Question mark. Do you know the location of Lazarus King. That piece of paper scrolls out. Two words typed over and over and over again. Type, 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 type. The house, the house, the house. Save us. Holy shit. And that's the last thing it says, and the typewriter goes silent. The Gothic Podcast is produced by C. Patrick Nagel, with theme music by Zoe Hovland, and cover artwork by Jared George Art. Listen to The Gothic Podcast on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow The Gothic Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or email us at thegothicpodcast at gmail.com. Support for The Gothic Podcast comes from you, our listeners, so please visit our Patreon page. Thanks.